There is a gentle sun in the sky. Clouds lazily flit past, carried on the smallest of breezes. A brief rain yesterday has brought a fresh new green to all of the nearby vegetation. The grass is greener, the flowers more vibrant, and the songs of birds echo through the air. It's so incredibly peaceful with a world of opportunity just waiting around the corner. I come here to this broadcast studio not because of any driving need, but instead because of curiosity and a desire to share my world with all of you. I am calling from Elm Lake. It has been a couple of months since I discovered this abandoned broadcast studio nestled just outside of town. After a few weeks of consideration, I decided to come in and explore. Power switches were flipped and a series of lights turned on inside of the building. I found the recording space and marveled at the ancient electronics with bouncing needles, glowing lights, and sliding controls. There was a shocking lack of dust inside, but I can only assume that before I had come to explore, the building had somehow been airtight. Why else would there have been flower petals looking freshly picked set in front of the mixing board? A couple of months to calm my nerves, to have any sort of a plan, and to begin moving forward. Dear listeners, if you are indeed listening, this is my first broadcast. I don't know how far this signal reaches, but I'm sure at least Elm Lake has coverage. There may even be neighboring communities who can hear my voice and are possibly wrapped with attention, listening to the goings-on of a nearby town that they may have completely forgotten even exists. We have been largely insular here, keeping to ourselves. It's a quiet existence, but a peaceful one.
That isn't to say everything is completely normal, dear listeners. Far from it. The Owl's Nest Diner has seen a marked increase in business as of late, especially with regards to their subpar breakfast sandwiches. I spoke to George Mooney and Lorraine Powell, who have kept the Owl's Nest running for years, and they seem just as confused about it as the rest of us are. They've said that there's a young woman who recently came to town, and she's been by every day to purchase one of these sandwiches. Given that they were previously running the Owl's Nest with an average of three purchases of anything per month, George and Lorraine are quite confused on what to do. They say they've been handed strange papers with numbers on them, which they have dutifully taken to putting into a small chest, but they aren't sure what else they're supposed to be doing. Listen to our strange new resident. Elm Lake is a town run on trade, either of trinkets or services. You may claim that your numbered papers suffice elsewhere, but we aren't North Glen. We're Elm Lake, and we're proud of the systems we've had in place. I'm sure you'll get used to it in time. In the meantime, enjoy your sandwiches, I guess. Personally, I've always found them to be a little on the dry side. This is a strange town. I thought I had it figured out once, but then I got looked at so oddly after paying for a breakfast sandwich. I'm going to continue doing so because it's the right thing to do and I don't want to be accused of thievery by any of the people here. At least, not while I'm so recently returned. Yes, returned. You see, I've been in Elm Lake before. I don't really remember it because I was only here as a very young child, but I just know that this is not my first time in this small community. My name is Jenny, and I've been drawn back to this place I haven't seen in far too long for reasons I cannot begin to fathom. My parents are Bill and Rebecca Fowler, or at least I think they are. We share a last name and some physical characteristics, even if I am nowhere near as tall as either of them. They don't seem to remember me, but that's a worry for another day. Right now, I'm focused on this broadcast studio, and the person who's been coming here for a few months. He seems oddly familiar, but also oddly normal. My life has been a series of strange events, or it feels that way anyway. And then, upon coming back to Elm Lake, I encounter someone so completely mundane that it throws me for a loop. I think I heard him say that his name was Anthony, and I watched him turn on the power switches, watching the dancing dials, and then wander away. It took him so long to even have the desire to see if any of this equipment would actually work, but I'm glad he finally did. Because now I can sneak in here as well, 
and try to get messages out to those I left behind. I mean, I think I left people behind. Everything before coming to Elm Lake is a little hazy, like some dream that slipped away as soon as I woke up. I catch little glimpses here and there, but none of it seems real. Like being forced to hide in some sort of strange underground complex, witnessing someone claim to capture the moon, leaving a blank spot in the sky with no light other than starlight and meager electric sources, Clearly my dreams have taken on a life of their own, and concocted things I didn't think I could ever have imagined. I don't think my imaginings were that vivid or strange before returning here, but as I mentioned before, everything before Elm Lake is a little hazy. That said, it's still been nice. I have plenty of opportunities to walk, and during my walks I find little forgotten trinkets. I pick them up, place them into a basket I carry, and go about my way. I've amassed quite a collection of small, seemingly useless items. Bottle caps, a fork missing tines, random scraps of paper with letters and numbers scrawled on them, a book written in a shaky hand warning of deeper intentions from things patterned after humans, and so many flower petals. You know, the usual kind of thing one could find in a small town that doesn't really communicate outside of its own walls. It's why this broadcast studio is so interesting to me. If the citizens of Elm Lake keep themselves fairly insulated from the outside world, why do they have such a sophisticated way of reaching it? If it had long been abandoned and unused, why is there still power flowing into its machines? And why was there no dust or anything? None of the boards had been covered, but everything seemed so pristine when I first walked in. I scattered some flower petals. I don't know why, exactly, but it felt right, and made the entire space feel more comfortable. I only hope this strange, not-so-strange man who comes to this studio finds some small level of joy in them. They don't remember. They can't. I've watched them for these past few weeks, trying to cling on to what once happened, and every time they start to get close, it slips away from them again. Which is for the best, really. I don't want them to remember. They don't need to rehash the horrors that Elm-like experienced. The rest of the town is, apparently, back to normal as well. Lorraine is back, and working at the Owl's Nest Diner with George, the diner is new, at least to my version of reality, but it feels like it's always been there. There's a bustle on the streets of town, and people are chattering again, talking with each other about their plans. I watched Marcus Grant warily from across the street as he had a conversation with Jenny one day, but it was just about breakfast foods and how best to prepare eggs. There was none of the maliciousness I felt before, but I will remain on guard. I had always thought of him as a quiet, unassuming person before, but there was something that had flipped at one point. 
whether that was always buried with him or the result of whatever Control was doing. I don't know, but I'm going to keep watch, just in case. Control. What a strange thing. To think that anyone was able to direct how humans interact with each other. We barely have any influence within ourselves, and to believe that there was some sort of group who pulled strings, almost like we were puppets to be toyed with, is almost beyond imagining. And yet, I cannot deny what I've seen, and the memories I have. I also cannot deny that pushing the button seems to have done exactly what the voice said it would do. Elm Lake is at peace. We meet at the old schoolyard when we need produce for our meals. We gather in the town square for meetings with our council. Discussions have been had about maybe reaching out to North Glen to set up some sort of trade. It is time, proclaims our town council, and for once, the residents of Elm Lake don't seem to be in disagreement. In so many ways, Elm Lake is, well, normal. I know it hasn't been for quite some time, and I wonder how many other times the button was pushed, with my own memories fading away the same way as they did for the others. Anthony and Jenny seem to have found some semblance of normalcy as well, and for that, I am thankful. It's been good seeing Jenny on her walks as I hang my laundry to dry, or to hear Anthony's voice come through the radio while I nurse a cup of tea. I maintained the studio for them because I know how important it used to be in a different reality. I can only hope it carries the same importance in this one. It's almost too quiet, honestly. Maybe I wasn't meant to be inside control. Maybe it should have been someone else, but no. I have chosen to carry this, so maybe I just need someone or something I can confide in. I'll find out more soon, but I hear that Elm Lake is getting a new shop soon, and I'll take it upon myself to act as a sort of welcoming committee to let them know all that we have to offer, should they find themselves in need. I almost can't wait, but I have to. Because Elm Lake is waiting. Calling from Elm Lake, episode 27, A New Dawn, was written and produced by Sean Monahan. The voice of Elm Lake is Sean Monahan. The voice of Jenny Fowler is Emma Sala. The voice of Amelia Ashford is Maddie Stewart. Opening and closing themes written and performed by Sean Monahan. All other music written and performed by Matt McInnes. Find out more at machinismusic.com. Thank you for joining us for the beginning of a new story in Elm Lake as we chart our path through our second season. If you've enjoyed our story so far, please leave a rating and review. Word of mouth will help us continue to grow and unfold new tales within our universe. You can also join us at www.patreon.com slash callingfromelmlake to help support us as independent artists carving out our own space in this creative world. Beginnings have to come from an ending. Sometimes those beginnings set a fresh course, 
leading us deeper into greater understanding of who and what is around us. Sometimes, those beginnings wipe the slate clean, with nothing to hold on to. In rare situations, they allow for both a fresh start and a reminder of what once was.